When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Is the Dan Grasso Show. Woodsy, we all acknowledge he has to play better. We, we all acknowledge that. He acknowledges that. Teammates acknowledge it. He acknowledges it himself. It's got to be better, right? Bottom line. That's the only line that I heard from that whole diatribe. It's got to be better. And if you watch his team the last couple of weeks, I think that we could all agree on that. It's got to be better. And don't think for a second the rest of the league isn't seeing the same things that we're all watching. You know, the film don't lie. And I'm sure those defensive players on the Kansas City Chiefs are trying to break down that jet offense from the last couple of weeks. And hey, I don't know if they're getting overconfident i don't know if they think that they could just show up and win the game but i'm sure they looked at some ugly clips no different than what you and i have been looking at this is the dan grasa show when you look on tape what are you seeing from zach wilson in their offense damn that was a hard question i can't lie on 98.7 espn final hour of the program on this busy wednesday dan grasa show 98.7 espn we'll take you for another 60 then we'll hand things off to Gordon and Larry, they'll take you the rest of the night at 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A is where you can get me uh, on Twitter. A little baseball here for a second before we get back to all the football conversation. So Garrett Cole and the Yankees taking on the Blue Jays again tonight. Yanks have a 2-0 lead in the fifth inning, and Mr. Cole is in control. Aaron Judge actually hit a two-run homer tonight, as a matter of fact. So he continues swinging the bat pretty well going into the offseason. 36th home run for him. Be pretty cool if he could get to 40, given all the time that he missed with that achy toe. But Cole is the story here tonight because he's going to win the Cy Young Award. He's through four scoreless already. Um, he's, owned, he's owned the Toronto Blue Jays so far this year. I believe he's only allowed one run and this is fourth start against Toronto so far this season. So what better opponent to have your last couple of outings against here to try to put a good finishing touch on what's going to be a special season for him? And look, you know, it kind of gives you reminders a little bit of those years that Jacob DeGrom had for the Mets to where, you know, Cole has an outstanding season, but his team is going to fall short of the playoffs, right? And despite his brilliance, he can't necessarily – find the answer to cure everything. And it's tough as a starting pitcher, right? Because you only go once every five days. There's only so much you could do. You know, you're only responsible for your game. What does the team do those other four games you're not on the mound? You know, it used to be like DeGrom and pray for rain. And that's kind of like what it was this year for the Yankees uh, and Garrett Cole and his brilliance. So he'll be fine. He'll get his Cy Young Award. And one more win for the Yankees. They will at least avoid a losing season for what, the 31st consecutive year, which is, hey, step in the right direction, I guess, if you want to call it that, even though the standards are so much higher for the Bronx Bombers. But to say that you were still able to make this a non-losing campaign, and probably it will be a winning campaign, if you win two more games, you'll guarantee another winning season there because you go to Kansas City uh, after this. That's the small solace for what's been a big disappointment. And because of that, because we're talking about winning seasons versus non-winning seasons there's going to be some change for the Yankees in the offseason. And Bob Clappish, who, you know, does outstanding work, of course, veteran baseball writer, and he writes for NJ.com, 
Star Ledger. I don't even know if they still refer to it as the Star Ledger. I mean, it's a shell of what it used to be. But he had a story today that reportedly there is going to be, quote, massive changes in store for the Yankees this offseason and massive changes to the way they do things. They're going to hire a third party, an audit, that's going to be able to handle this, but they're not going to be ones to sit there and recommend any sort of personnel changes. Instead, it's going to be something that'll be, you know, data-driven. It'll be something that is objective when trying to figure out what worked, what didn't work, and it's obvious what they're going to have to be looking into, right? They're going to look at the trades that have been made over the last several years, whether they worked, whether they didn't work. Did the draft picks pan out, right? Player development on the minor league level. How successful was that? How about the money and the games that were lost due to players getting injured? All those things, which will contribute, of course, to a season like you had this year, which fell way, way short of expectations. So if that is all to be true, and you know what's funny about it, the ironic part about it with, you know, Bob writing that story, is that Bob was the one who had the article, what was it, in early August, whatever that was, like right around that trade deadline, when he said absolutely that Brian Cashman's not going anywhere, right? Sources close to Hal Steinbrenner. It's not even a conversation. Not even up for debate. Not going anywhere. Well, a lot's changed since then, right? A lot has changed. And the way that this season has kind of fallen apart, I don't know how anybody of sound mind can actually try to sell the status quo on the fan base going into 2024. You can't. So you know what? An organization that is so steeped in the analytics, good luck trying to put a positive spin on that, first of all, because clearly if you're bringing in somebody or somebodies to analyze how this whole thing has been functioning, obviously the way that things have been going on have not worked. You got to change it up. And if that's the case, if you had to point the finger at one individual solely, who do you think that that's a reflection on? Right? Who does that fall on the shoulders of? The way the baseball operations department has been functioning or not functioning over the last several years. Isn't it the guy who's the head of baseball operations? The guy in charge? The baseball emperor? Right? So does Brian Cashman's job now be called into question, right? I I mean, I'm just trying to deduce from the information I got in this story that if you were going to analyze everything and if you're going to poke holes in the entire operation, well, who's the guy that was running the show? And we know of everything that happened this year, right? Injuries from guys who were underperforming. You go into the season without a left fielder. Not as good as you thought that you were going to be. Counting on some of the players, relying on some of these players that – you know, had questionable kind of campaigns in the last several years, whether it's Josh Donaldson, whether it's Aaron Hicks, and relying on these guys. And then for them not to do anything, and some you couldn't even keep around, should we really be surprised? Because you could use injuries as an excuse only to a certain extent. Injuries are not the reason that the Yankees are a fringe 500 team this year. The injuries are not to blame why they are going to miss out on the postseason this year. It's part of the conversation, but it's not the reason. You know, if Jets miss out on the playoffs, you're going to sit there and say Aaron Rodgers got hurt. That's number one, two, and three is the reasons why they fell short. Not with the Yankees. When you've got the second richest payroll in all of Major League Baseball, you should be able to have quality depth. 
and uh, good enough players to be able to pick up the pieces. Now, the thing about injuries, though, and look, Judge missed some time. We get it. But Aaron Judge is also somebody that carries a hell of a lot of weight in that organization. No kidding. He's the captain. He's the best player. But Aaron Judge is also somebody who is a big proponent of Aaron Boone. And he's a big fan of the manager. So when Aaron Judge meets with ownership at the end of the season, whenever that might be, I don't know if Hal is going to pull over on the side of the road in, you know, Sardinia someplace like he did in the offseason and pick up the, and call him from a payphone like he did to try to convince him to stay with the Yankees and offer him more money in the winter. But whenever that conversation is made and he asks him about the manager and Judge is going to wax poetic about Aaron Boone backwards and forwards, is that going to be convincing enough for Hal Steinbrenner to say, well, you know what, maybe we should keep the manager? But then the problem is you have Boone going into the final year of his contract next season. And they're not going to let him go into next year as a lame duck. So that means the Yanks have one of two choices. You either say, bye-bye, Aaron, thanks for the memories, or you got to tack on another year to the contract and give him a little bit of a lifeline. Because that doesn't reflect well either to the guys in that locker room. Because if you know you have a manager who's a lame duck, you could be saying to yourself, well, why should I take into account anything he's saying because he could be out of here soon? I might outlast the manager in this organization. That's why teams don't do things like that. So, hey, right now, I would love to be able to sit here and tell you what's going to happen, what's going to happen, is Boone staying or going, is Cashman staying or going. You know, we thought we had answers to those questions over the last several months, but right now, with five days left in the regular season, I don't know the answers to that because I never in a million years thought that the Yankees would ever go through a season like they've had in 2023 to where when you get to the end of it, you better consider making some drastic changes. Because you can ill afford to have a repeat of this. At least that's what we're being told by what the Yankees stand for, right? 800-919-3776. That is a telephone number. Let's go back to the phones. Let's say hi to our pal Jose in Brooklyn. He is a Yankee fan. He is a Jet fan. Oh, he's living a great sports life right now. Jose, how are you? Hey, good evening, Dan. Shout out to the company. I'm doing good today. And, you know, hearing the Yankee talk was kind of like, you know, American. I was just like, wow, I almost forgot baseball is still going on. Yeah, right? left in the season. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and, and to answer your questions, you know, I really thought that, you know, there was going to be some change. But, you know, after this, you know, phony, you know, run that they've kind of went on, you know, I don't think anything's going to change with Boone and, you know, and, and Cashman. I think they're going to pretty much come back and it's going to be the same trio. Um, as far as the jet, jet point, you know, it's kind of hilarious because now I am starting to kind of feel bad for Mr. Zach Wilson because it's like... <laughs> It's really sad when I, you know, felt like I was just like, wow, this is a bust waiting to happen. But now, but now seeing like everything unboil twice now on him, I'm just like, wow, this this, this kind of sucks. And if they really, and 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 this is where I do got to question ownership and management because I'm just like, if you really cared about this kid's development and you really thought that. There is some talent there. He should have been a third stringer, at least for this year. And there should have been at least, you know, at least some other backup person 
you know, in between him and Rodgers, even if it was Boyle. Because I thought Boyle kind of outplayed Zach Wilson in the, in the preseason, if you ask me. But it was what it was. Now it's kind of sad because now I'm just like, this is where he kind of does get the sympathy vote, and I'm kind of seeing it now. But I'm just like, man, I'm just like, I, I don't think there was anything that the coaches could do. I don't think any there was anything that 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 um, the general met like as far as could the offensive line been better, of course. But I just mm. really felt like, wow, I'm just like, I I, I don't know if he would have even been been great in San Francisco, to be honest, because I I just didn't see what everybody was trying to hype him up to be, but. At the end of the day, he does have he does have a good arm and he does have some speed. But there are times where I do see him get you know tackled behind behind the line of scrimmage, and it's because he's not you know beating be, beating him to the corner. And I guess it's I, I guess he's kind of making the decision too late to scramble in those situations. But you know, hey, um, it, it kind of sucks at this situation. So it is what it is, and hopefully I try to speak some positivity about, you know, the Chiefs defense and everything, but, you know, Joe, Joe Leo just shot, shot me down right there, and I was just like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, H- Jose, here's the thing, right? And, and I thank you for the phone call as always. He, the bottom line is now that Trevor Simeon is here, okay, because I didn't think that Tim Boyle was ever a realistic option that they were going to throw him onto the field. But now with Trevor Simeon here, a guy who started games, won games in this league, you know, who, who's, who's competent enough to play the position, that you could just throw him in there when he has a working knowledge of the offense and you're not going to embarrass yourself, okay? If this continues for another couple of weeks, they're going to have no choice but to go to the bullpen. And then you will probably see the likes of Trevor Simeon. I mean, he's definitely, definitely will have this offense down by the time you get to the back from the bye week, but that's still a month away. You still got three more games to play by then. What happens if this lingers before you even get to the bye? How fast can Trevor Simeon get caught up to speed on this offense? And think about the conversations we're having right now that Trevor Simeon potentially is somebody who could be a Band-Aid for what's hurting this team right now. That's, that's how bad things have been the last two weeks. Unless we start to see some signs of life coming up on Sunday night, that might be the direction you're heading. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. More of your phone calls. We'll also get into a little Mets as well, plus a huge trade in the NBA. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. I'm going to teach you how to sing like the greats in the universe. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> so yeah, the word is spreading that Taylor Swift is going to be at the Jets-Chiefs game. I think that we have no choice but to get her on the pregame show. I mean, it has to happen. Like I said, I don't know. I'll be out at the facility tomorrow, so I'll see if I can work some magic, you know, and, and, and get in on it there. But I, I think it's, it's something that has to be done. It's what the audience wants. It's what they demand. And I, I, I think it would be a great spot. First of all, I'd answer the door and say, what the hell are you doing here? No, I wouldn't do that to Taylor Swift. I wouldn't do that. That's only to Andrea Bocelli if he just showed up at my door. But I won't have to answer the door at the stadium because they'll probably she'll come in with like a gaggle of security. And they'll bring, him up, bring her up to the stage. Boy, that's something, huh? That would be something. Uh, let us say hi to Paul in Queens. He is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Paul, how are you? Good, Dan. So, listen, I've been watching yeah. quarterbacks since Matt Robinson. Wow. So, let me explain to you one thing. Go back a couple of years ago, right? Now, think about this, right? One of the greatest throws was when he was a rookie and he threw it. I forgot what game it was. It was the beginning of the year. When he threw that bomb, we kind of pushed pushed his arm out and threw that bomb to Corey Davis. That was one of the most beautiful throws I've ever Corey seen. Corey Davis in the end zone, yeah, against the Titans. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a bomb. Now, listen, think about this. You had an offensive coordinator out here. You're bringing John Beck. You're bringing a new system. You know what, Dan? Listen, you know me. He's got the Billy Bean disease, I call it. You know why? Well, like Billy Bean, think about it. A mm-hmm. great player. He's supposed to be one of the best outfielders, 5-2 player. And then when the lights turn on, he can't play. I mean, thank God he ended up doing something, you know, that was productive, you know, running the A's. But this kid, he's got everything. He, 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 Everybody is succumbing to whatever he wants, but he doesn't have it. Dan, you know what I've accepted? I've accepted the following. A tanking season. Oh. And I'll tell you why I say that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we have no other options here. I don't want to hear you. You, you, you know about Trevor Simeon. You know, he's also he also played for – it's called Trevor Simeon. 2.0. You know, let's do this. Let's accept that number eight runs the building. So Stalin's not going anywhere. Douglas is not going anywhere. You know, he's, you know, he came here. He uplifted us. He had an injury. Let's just do one thing. Let's just hope that, that the uh, locker room doesn't implode. And guess what, Dan? Again, in another offseason, let's build a fortress around number eight. Let's get an offensive line. I don't care who they sign. Sign Island Panic if they have to. You know what I mean? So, and that's it. I've already accepted that, Dan, as a big fan. Anyway, have a great night, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, but Paul, thanks a lot for the phone call. Here's the thing, okay? There's 14 games left in the season. They're not tanking. This is, this, this is their life's work. You tell anybody in that building on any team, they're going to look at this thing as a competitor and say, how do I win the next game? You don't want to hear it, but it's true, right? Okay, we're one and two right now. Nobody's out of it. Nobody's burying teams that are 1-2 and two in the NFL. There's good teams in this league, teams with expectations that have gotten off to a 1-2 and two start. They're not canceling the season on them. And that's how this, these guys are approaching it. They're going out there and trying to win every single game. It's the same reason why the Minnesota Vikings aren't trading Kirk Cousins anywhere right now, and they're 0-3, right? You're trying to win the game. So if you're a fan, you could look at it that way. You know, you could say, ah, we'll lose, you know, tank or whatever. But, hey. That's not reality. Not even close. Let's say hi to Luke and Clark up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Luke, how you doing? 
Dan, what's up, buddy? How are you? Luke, I'm doing good. What's on your mind tonight? I'm going to have to totally disagree with what you just said. That is that? 100% reality. Um, I'll tell you why. I mean, if you take a look, right now, I think us as Jets fans are being completely played out. Um, it's almost like the 2011 Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, when Peyton Manning goes down, who do they plug in? Curtis Painter. The year before that, they go 10-6. and six. The year before that, they go 14-2. and two. And you're Didn't Kerry Collins with... actually start for them that year, believe it or not, like no, trying to pick it, up the it pieces? Was... It was it was Curtis Painter. He was their quarterback. And did and wasn't Kerry right Collins now, also part of the mix? I thought that last year they they got him off the couch. Yeah, they did. He started three games for him, as a matter of fact. Did he? He <laughs> might have. I know, like like their real backup was was Curtis Painter. So Kerry Collins is 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 Trevor, and Joe Douglas is right now saying, okay, I got a problem with Zach Wilson, and you know that's a fireable offense, okay? Um, but how do you make that offense? non-fireable um, is by making the next pick the right pick. So if they ship this kid out, which mm-hmm. you saw on Sunday, you watched the game on Sunday, there was a point on Sunday where the Patriots running backs each gained more yards rushing mm-hmm. than Zach Wilson did passing each up until that uh, drive in the fourth look, quarter. They had, like, look, they had 60 yards of offense at the end of the third quarter. 60. Uh, it, it, was, it was atrocious. So, so they may not be, you know, quote-unquote tanking, but by sending this kid out there essentially is tanking. And if you go down that schedule, as the season keeps rolling on, that schedule looks more and more difficult, man. I mean, I mean those, 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 those toss-up games like Atlanta, hard. I mean, the Giants, that's going to be hard. I mean, you could be looking at a three-to-four win team. You could be looking at them sliding right into Drake May, you could be looking at them sliding right into Marvis, Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, securing a top four pick in this draft, and Joe Douglas kind of getting off the hook. Real quick, before I let you go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a trivia yeah. question because you, you, you sent me down the rabbit hole here. That 2011 okay. Colts team, they won two games. Which quarterback yes, won did. them the two games? I'll give you oh, a hint. Man. He's in the media right now, and he might have even been on our station today. I don't know. Dan Orlovsky. No, stop it right now. I'm telling you. Dan Orlovsky started five games for those Colts. He was two and three. Those are the only two games they won that year. And they had Andrew Luck just waiting right there. And they had Andrew Luck waiting, waiting for him. There. And they and they, they beat – they were 0-13, and then in week 15 they beat Tennessee and then followed it up beating the Texans the week after that. So those were the only two wins they had that year. How about that? Yeah, and, and guess what? The Jets are going to have somebody waiting. Rodgers is going to come back. They're going to plug somebody behind Rodgers, some rookie stud. Joe Douglas is going to get off the hook. They're going to sell the narrative, just like the Yankees sold us the narrative. The Jets are going to take a rescue right out of their book and sell us the narrative. Hey, our top guy got injured. What do you want us to do? Luke, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it, but here's what I'll say to you. Everybody who wants to throw the tanking thing out there again, that's great, and and – if you want, as a fan, be my guest. Tell Garrett Wilson the Jets are tanking the rest of the season. Tell any other competitor that the Jets are tanking the rest of the season. And then once you do that, then you watch as to whatever quality players you have on that football team, how many of them want the hell out of there faster than you could snap your fingers? 
and what type of message that would send to the rest of the NFL. Not that any team would ever come out and publicly admit that. But who would want to play for an organization that's, quote-unquote, not serious about winning? Whether you're a player on this team or whether you're a player on another team. That's why the tanking thing never in a million years would happen. Right? Never would happen. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Mets playing the nightcap of a double dip against the Marlins. Senga's on the mound. Going to be his last start of the season. He's been very, very good this year. Actually, just surpassed 200 strikeouts on the season. He joins the great Doc Gooden as the only Mets rookies to have 200 strikeouts in their freshman campaign. So congrats to Senga. Really has put together a very, very good season. Remember, got off to a little bit of a rough start there and um, – you know, had the problems with the walks, certainly, which is something you still want to see cleaned up a little bit more tightly going into next year. But all in all, he's been very, very good. And this is a guy that going into 2024, if you're the Mets, given the fact that you're going to have to go get yourself a few starting pitchers, this is somebody that you're going to be counting on. You know, I don't know if he's your ace, but in a perfect world, I think you could be certainly content with him being your number two. I- ideally, I'd like him as your number three because that means you have a lot more depth in terms of top-flight pitching. But he's a keeper for you, and at least for now, looks like money well spent by uh, Steve Cohen and Billy Epler and everybody. How about that blockbuster in the NBA earlier today? So Dame Dollar, Dame Lillard, leaving the Portland Trailblazers, and he goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. Everybody thought that he was going to be signed, sealed, and delivered to the Miami Heat. Does not happen. He goes to Milwaukee. Portland gets Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Kamara, first-round pick. Phoenix does themselves pretty well, too, part of the three-teamer. They get Nurkic, Nasir Little, uh, Kane Johnson, and Grayson Allen all going to the Phoenix Suns there. I, I, I look at it, though, more than anything is, you know, Miami are the ones that I think are the losers in this, and they're not even involved in the trade. And that's one of the reasons why you look at it and say that they've got the short end. Because if you think about the Heat since last year, they go to the finals, right? Max Struess gone, Gabe Vincent gone. Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, those dudes are a year older. I think if you're the Heat, you pivot and try to go pry Drew Holiday away from the Portland Trailblazers. I don't know if he's somebody that's going to be, you know, a, a fixture for them. And Portland, look, you got Jeremy Grant. You got Thibel. Now you bring in Aiton with Simons, Sharp. Remember, they drafted Scoot Henderson and kept that pick. They didn't trade it away. They said, all right, we're taking the point guard. So you kind of knew that down the road maybe something was going to be up. So Drew Holiday could get flipped here. 
And the question is, where is he going to go? Because you know that he's still a really, really good player, a productive player for you. But Portland's now got the kid that you're going to have to put the basketball in his hands and let him do his thing. And look, I don't blame Damian Lillard. I know that that's part of like the NBA culture with superstars wanting to go to different teams and wanting out of there. I mean, Dame kind of ran this thing and stretched it as long as he possibly could. Right? He's in one place for a decade. This isn't a case of somebody just up and leaving and trying to chase a ring or, or you know, signing on to play with their buddies. What more could he do? Spend a decade in one spot. You know, they got all the way to a conference finals once, but Portland's tough. You know, Portland's going to be a team, and it is always, you know, an organization. They're not going to attract big-time free agents. No superstar free agent type player is going to sign on the dotted line to go play in, the, in Portland. And that's sitting in that market. You don't get as many national TV opportunities, given the fact you're on the West Coast. You got to draft. You got to develop. You got to be smart. And they hit a home run with Dame Lillard. And he became the face of the franchise, arguably as good a player as the Portland Trailblazers have ever had, right? Really, really good player. But now the Bucks are a scary team. Oh, my gosh. If they could stay healthy, watch out. I mean, it would it shock anybody right now if we get a repeat of the NBA Finals like we got a couple of years ago with Milwaukee against Phoenix? Should be a lot of fun. But, it, it, you know, it's funny, too, with the Bucks. Remember we heard those rumors that Giannis was, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know if I want to be here long term, and dropping all these little hints. Well, you know, Milwaukee's okay now, but, you know, I don't know what the future is going to hold. Maybe I might be looking elsewhere and, and trying out different things. You think that the Bucks front office didn't hear those? Giannis is thinking about leaving? Shoot, pick up the phone, call Portland, get Damian Lillard here quick, get him another star. All falls into place. That's a good little squad there. Robert in Manhattan is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Robert. How are you? Hey, Dan. How are you? Before I get to Sunday night's game, just a thought came to my mind. How come you never hear of anything of the Taylor Swift type in the NHL? You think somewhere in Canada that maybe Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid, maybe there's a uh, you know, numero uno that they show up every night in the box of the arena. Well, you never hear about that in the NHL. Only hear about it in the NFL. Uh, it, was just a, it, was, it was just a thought that came to mind. It's you know. a good question, but I, like I said, I'm not all up on the gossip pages when it comes to the hockey players. Yeah, I'm players not either, but it was, it, was, it was just a thought. All right, let me you know get what they, You know what they have a lot of the hockey players? A lot of them, because, you know, you have so many international players with the hockey, they, they, a lot of them it seems like they're, they're hooking up with, like, those international, like, fashion models and stuff like that. Oh, well, yeah. okay, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, Sunday night, here's what I thought. Miami dropped 70 on Denver, and I'm a miss. I, I love it. Look, I didn't, I, I, no one wants anyone to get hurt. I'm sorry, Aaron, you got hurt. I hope you recover and you come, you know, I'm not a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. You come back next year. I'm not going to root for you ever, ever, ever. I hope Kansas drops 80 on Sunday night. I why? really, really do. I really hope they do. And my question to you is, I got a question for you about the game. Mm-hmm. I guess it's too late. But don't you think that 10 seconds after Rodgers got hurt, the NFL said, you think we ought to flex this game? You really think that this game is much more entertaining anywhere near as Buffalo and Miami? Robert, they can't flex out of it. There's rules in place. Four well, weeks there are? into the season, you can't, flex in, you can't flex out yet. 
a oh, couple well, of weeks. When, I think it's like week six or week seven where they could flex out. So four oh, weeks in, you can't oh, flex just, out. Well I, well, I just figured, you know, I just figured the, you know, you know, three weeks or so. I, oh, so it's so it's it has to be done weeks and weeks and weeks in advance, huh? Well, not weeks and weeks and weeks in advance, but like the the earliest week that the NFL can begin flexing out of the primetime games. I think it's like week six or week seven or something like that. By the way, while I have you, speaking of which. Yes. You re- uh, do you re- do you think Buffalo and Miami is the most in- interesting game of the weekend? And if so, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah. And I mean, by the way, I hope Robert, we get I it mean, in New York on Sunday. Yeah, we're getting it in New York. That'll be the one Great. o'clock game that you get on CBS. And thanks a lot for the. Of course, it's the most entertaining game and the most interesting game. Um, I think right now, before I really like dive into it, look, Miami's not going to score seventy. I could promise you that. It wouldn't shock me if Buffalo wins the game, to be quite honest with you. You know, Miami on the road, Buffalo's got a good – look, Buffalo's defense is a hell of a lot better than the one that they saw Sunday in Denver. And that Broncos team, you talk about issues. I, I mean, Sean, remember, Sean Payton should have spent less time yapping about the previous regime in Denver and actually maybe gotten to the film room and looked at some of the players that he has on his own squad instead of worrying about the mess that they left behind before he got there. So, in my opinion, he's getting everything that uh, he deserves. But as far as that game is concerned, I think it's going to be a good one. Um, but Buffalo has the type of personnel to neutralize some of that team speed that the Miami Dolphins have there on the outside. And I think that Buffalo also has an offense which could control the football enough to keep Miami's offense off the field. I'll give, my, uh, I'll give Buffalo a slight, slight lean in that one. I didn't even see the line yet. Let me look at it real quick. The line is... Two and a half. Buffalo with two and a half points. So, about a field goal? It's about right. It's about right. I don't know how confident I am, though, as far as picking the game. We'll see what happens when Friday rolls around. Uh, let's say hi to Lavelle in Yonkers up next here on 98.7. Lavelle, how you doing? Dan the man. How are you? Lavelle the man. I'm doing good. You tell <laughs> me. What's up? So, so I, got, I got a response from Robert. Um, Sean Avery, the great Sean Avery, dated the actress Alicia Cuthbert, I think her name was. Yes. She was yes. in the movies in the early 2000s. He called her something that got him fined. Mm-hmm. And then she started dating a dude from the Calgary Flames. And I went to a game, the very next game. Dion Phaneuf. Fined, and um, the entire Madison Square Garden was chanting what he called her the entire night. So, oh, yeah. gotta love New York. Hey. But I'm well, I mean, and, 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 uh, I mean, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky uh, married an actress, of course. Oh yeah, listen. Yeah. You know, they, listen. Don't worry about hockey players. They're doing yeah, they're right. fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but listen. Uh, first of all, I, I've prefaced this by saying I'm a New Yorker who's a Charger fan, so you should already know how to point. Oh. oh. But um, I, oh. I called you. I called you. I called you. You may not remember. I called you the week after the Jets uh, week one win. Fired up by what I saw. Just not even a Jets fan. Just as a, a fan of sport. Yeah. And I said to you that. Not only are they going to beat the Cowboys, they are going to win the Super Bowl. And this oh. is going to be the kind of season that you make movies about. And I'm here to take my love. <laughs> <laughs> and I should mind my Charger fan business in the future. And just, uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, well, Lavelle, I, you know I, what? Let, I, me, let me ask you a question. Who's, who's going to be cast in some of these parts? Who's going to get cast to play Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson will be played by, um, hmm, let's see. Now, let me ask you, is it going to be uh, a legit, uh, it, like a legit Hollywood production, or is it going to be one of those, like, Fugazi ones where they had 
Kevin James play Sean Payton, and that's no, at Netflix this point, movie. then with, with, with how's it going with Zach uh, Wilson? This is going to be one of those after school specials. This, this, is, gonna, this, is, this is not going to end well. This is not going to end well. This kid, this kid is like, woo, it's not going to end well. Yeah. I almost, I feel bad for him, honestly. I do. Right. I mean, what? Dan, Dan, I'm not, a, I'm not a scout, right? I'm not. I'm just, just, just nobody, right? But yeah. when they, when I heard that they were going to draft a kid from BYU who wasn't the captain of his own team, who played no great competition. They were going to start him with a coach that had never coached before and with a GM that never did I said, well, what could go wrong? I, mean, I, I don't understand how they thought it. Well, what could go wrong with this plan? Well, that's how they preach patience the first two years. And, Lavelle, thanks a lot for the phone call. And it didn't work out, right? It didn't work out, and so much so that they decided, let's go get a proven commodity, and they got Aaron Rodgers. And he can't do much better than that. But unfortunately, the football gods who were sitting there watching that after-school special, you know, decided to throw a curveball into things and pop Aaron Rodgers' Achilles four plays into the season. And that's the crappy part about it. 800-919-3776. Gordon and Larry are coming up at 9 o'clock. We roll till then. A lot more to do. Grasa Show, 98.7 ESPN. They're hooking up with those international, like, fashion models and stuff like that. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) Whatever. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Say hi to Morris in the car. He's up next here on 98.7. Hey, Morris, how you doing? Good. How are you, Dan? Thanks Good, for having Mo, what's me. What's going on? Greatly appreciate Greatly appreciate it. <clears throat> First of all, let me prefix every, everything. Don't get mad yeah. at me, but I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. Okay. And Why would I, I be think, mad at you? And, I, 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 and I'm rooting for Zach Wilson, um, but he's up against a stacked deck, and no one's talking about that. For, for the Jets to win, they're going to have to score 35 points, and that's not happening. And has everyone seen the Jets' defense this year? They're over everybody. They're swarming everyone. And since Chris Jones is back, the whole game, and, and, and not to mention, what if Taylor Swift shows up? They're going to be on a whole nother level. The whole Jets are going to see things they haven't seen in a while. So whether Zach Wilson is there or not, it's unfair to him. Give him a chance the following week. Measure him the following week. The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, are they're a well-oiled machine. So... Um, that's, what happened that's that first my week against thought. the Lions there, uh, Morris? Yeah, but you know, if, if you notice the Chiefs every year, they, mm-hmm. they take a loss, and guess what? They go back to the laboratory, and they fix it. 
they how come they only scored, right away. How come they only scored 17 against the Jaguars, Morris? Uh, 17 against the Jaguars? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the defense. The defense bailed them out that game. And, and, and no, what no, no, did no, Trevor no, no. Lawrence you said, do against you said, the defense? You said the Jets are going to have to score 35 to win on Sunday. So my question is, well, oh, yeah. they only scored 17 against the Jaguars. That, that, that's certainly not quite 35. Yeah, but they scored 40-something against, uh, against Chicago. And right, the Bears are no good. They're, they're, the Bears are no good. And the Bears are home, too. That's the, the, I mean, the, the Chiefs were home, too. Right, so my point is, is, remember, the Jaguar game, they struggled offensively. And the Jet defense, they are going to be home. And I thank you for the phone call, Mars. I don't think that the Jet defense is going to struggle as mightily as maybe some people think they will even though Kansas City has the best quarterback in the league and they have a dynamic playmaker in Travis Kelsey. Jets, look, here's the plan of attack in this game, okay, from a defensive X's and O's point of view. Take Kelsey out of the game, double whatever you got to do, and let those wide receivers make plays. Because mano a mano, like those wide receivers aren't as skilled as some of the guys that they used to have there in Kansas City. Kelsey is the main threat. Now, they got a couple of backs who can do damage. Pacheco's my guy, of course, from Rutgers. But the number one area of focus when you're trying to stop the offense is you got to take Kelsey out of the mix. Because you saw what happened that first game of the season against Detroit where they struggled to gain that continuity on offense and Kelsey didn't play. But do I think it'll take 35 points to beat them? No, because I don't think that the defense is going to get lit up to that extent. Well, they better not, or else it's going to be a really, really long night. Chris is in Long Island. He's up next here on 98.7. Hello, Christopher. How are you? Hey, now. I um, want to talk about the Jets for a second. Um, I cannot wrap my head around why you would bring in Trevor Simeon, who's never had any success in the NFL, mm-hmm. and you don't bring in a Carson Wentz, who's not going to be a savior. Everybody gets that. The guy doesn't have a job. But at least he's succeeded in this league. Uh, because the truth is Wilson's inept. So they're going to have to go somewhere else unless they want to just completely write off this season. And I don't know why you don't bring in a veteran who's actually succeeded in the league. What is the answer to that question? Well, the, the answer to the question is well, when you say succeeded, what, in, in, by what metric do you say succeeded? Oh, he dropped. Okay, we lost Chris. Like, I don't know what you mean by succeeded. Is success winning a playoff game? Because he's never won a playoff game, Carson Wentz, right? Not to say that that's the measure of success, but I don't think it's fair to say that Trevor Simeon has never done anything in this league. Like I said, his first year as a starting quarterback with the Broncos, he won eight games. You know, won eight games. He's not a savior. Neither is Carson Wentz. But, you know, fans, it's easy to say, like, oh, Carson Wentz. Don't you think that maybe the thing with Carson Wentz and the reason – that he's currently without a team right now is the fact that he's been on three teams in the last three years. Do you think that that was coincidence? Right? Maybe, just maybe. The fact that Joe Douglas, who's the general manager of the Jets, who used to work in Philadelphia when Carson Wentz was there, maybe, just maybe, knows a few things beyond the football field and beyond the white lines as to maybe why he thinks he won't be such a good fit here. Joe Douglas ain't the only one because there's 31 other teams right now that are not rolling with Carson Wentz, right? Not just the Jets. Like, I remember when the Yankees got Josh Donaldson. I said, hey, guys, you know, it's great, but don't you think there's a reason why Josh Donaldson was on, like, 
four teams in the previous four years or five years or whatever it is, don't you think that there's maybe some meaning behind that? Devil is in the details. Look, back to our original premise here. If you lose your franchise four plays into the season, you're not going to find anything close to a capable alternative right in the midst of your season. It's not going to work. And I don't know. Here's the only question that we need answered, guys, right? How much longer and how much longer is the leash going to be for Zach Wilson continuing to play at this level before the Jets realize, all right, we got to change this up because the season is slipping away. And maybe Sunday will give us some more answers to that. Who knows? We're going to hear from Zach Wilson tomorrow. He'll talk to the media after practice. Nathaniel Hackett's going to speak as well. So we'll pick apart those comments tomorrow night on the program, 6.30, right after TMKS, as per usual. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to everybody that called. Gordon and Larry, they're coming up next right here on 98.7. Grass is saying good night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.